And now, a special edition of the Toddcast Podcast. Powered by Citywide Mortgage Services. Providing complete financing and mortgage services for residential and small commercial businesses. Visit them at citywidemortgage.ca. Now, here's your host, Todd Hancock. Over the last eight years since we launched, I bet you we've probably asked close to 500 guests to share a near-death story. One where you could have or you should have died. A brush with death, you could say. And most of us have one. In fact, I have a few. I'll share one where I broke my collarbone uh, in Terrace, northern BC's grade 11. I'm riding a 10-speed bike, a buddy's bike, no brakes, of course. And we're going so fast, me and a couple buddies, by the end of the hill, we're, I'm almost running into my buddies. I told them, you guys go ahead. As soon as it gets to the bend, I'll start riding and catch up to you guys. So instead of running into my buddies, I thought, you know what, I'll, I'll just take the sidewalk Problem being is the inertia of me going from the road at such a crazy speed. Like I passed cars going down this hill so easily, 50, 60 K. So when it went from the road to the sidewalk, I kept going off the sidewalk through people's yards. I'm mowing down. Like it's crazy. I come to the beveled walkway of a local playhouse, a little theater, and I flew over the, cause of course I crap Pac-Man, my front tire. I flew over the handlebars. We're talking like a good 20, maybe 30 feet, not even kidding. And I shoulder checked a telephone pole and the doctor said, man, you're so lucky over six inches. And it would have been your head. You probably would have died or wish that you did. And that's what this week is all about. You'll hear from 12 guests as they share their near-death stories. Arkells have been around since 2006, have done a phenomenal job of climbing their way to the top of the Canadian rock heap. Six albums in, couple EPs, a bunch of radio hits. They headlined the 108th Grey Cup halftime show just last year. Check out what their singer Max Kerman had to say. Uh, I was riding my bike one time when I was a teenager, and I went fucking headfirst into a metal fence. But I was wearing a helmet, so Whoa. I got a, or else I probably would have been dead, to be honest. Um, and actually, you know, one time in, I don't know how near death, it felt kind of near death, uh, we were driving through, of course, the Rocky Mountains in British Columbia. Right. I think in, it was between Kamloops and Kelowna. In January. And Yeah, in January. And of course, there's a sign, on, like a permanent sign, as you're going up the mountain that said, Fog Ahead. And I thought to myself, I was like, what are the chances it'll be fog, like that it's fog all the time? And then, yeah. of course, in about two minutes, we were in the middle of fog, and we could not see anything. And lucky for us, there was like definitely a local who was in front of us uh, who put on his taillights, and we were able to, and he knew, you could tell he knew the roads and was pretty confident. We just followed his taillights down, uh, down the mountain. Uh, but it's just like, oh, God, why do we do that? We'll move on to a near-death story from one of the members of Hailstorm. Their debut came out in 2009. They have not slowed down since, quite literally, pre-pandemic. I mean, we're talking 200, 250 shows a year. Name the rock band they have toured with them. Three Days Grace, Papa Roach, Evanescence, Godsmack, Bullet for My Valentine. They won a Grammy Award for the Best Hard Rock Metal Performance in 2013. Top 10 Billboard Albums, one of the best rock bands of the last decade, no question. Listen to singer Lizzie Hale's near-death story. I can probably count about three, I want to say three times, where, and that's just, it's just mainly because of travel, you know, it's like twice as just in the bus, you know, like we're right. going down a snowy mountain, and you're literally like, and, and this is like everybody you know, like everybody pulled by the curtain, like, all right, guys, 
brace yourselves. This could be it. Wow. It was a good run. It was a good run. Um, and then, uh, and then one was on a plane, like this, like really, just, and it's weird because like, I'm not really, it's not something I think about often, uh, you know, but, but when, when, uh, when it gets bad enough for you to be like, all right, well, there's a strong possibility that this could be it, you know? And then you start thinking like, man, did we record everything that we needed to record? <laughs> like, you start thinking of one that. So where are my hard drive? <laughs> Yeah, who's gonna clear my history? (laughs) Dude, that's a real thing that needs to go in my will. Thank you for reminding me of that. Um, but then the other time we did get a we did get a bomb threat once and we had to make the decision whether or not we should actually go on, you know, or not. And so we we had everybody do a sweep and then you know, we just kind of all like kind of huddled in a circle and be like, all right, what are we gonna do? Well. It was a good run, everybody. Let's let's just you know because you know there's people there. Right. We're, so we decided to do the show anyway. But the whole time you're thinking, well, this could be the last one. I hope this is a really good show. Yeah. <laughs> you can't let that stuff. You know let's that can't control bang, you though, right? Really. Like that's the stuff that you know. If you let that yeah. control you, then they win. They win. Then that was the decision because we we basically said, well, we can we can cancel. But then we'll have that in the back of our mind and be like, well, then what happens when the next time that happens? Right. You, you know, like, like, we, we can't yeah. start out that way. No. Yeah. No. So, so we went out and did it. So, yeah, there have been a couple that where you kind of have to prepare, mentally prepare yourself for like, all right, this could be it. <laughs> next year, 2023, marks the 40th year as a band for no effects and the whole time never signing to a major record label. It's impressive when you consider and you start talking about the best nineties punk from green day and offspring, bad religion, no effects is in that same breath, 14 studio albums. They've sold over 8 million copies. Their latest just came out early last year and we had on their singer fat Mike. Well, a few times I I was on a hike when I was a, and I was uh, like 13 in some camp and we ran out of water over this ridge and we, we had about a 12 mile hike in 95 degrees with no water. Wow. And is is I definitely look at life. I looked at life differently after that. Cause really, uh, uh yeah, we had to hike over a mountain, over a ridge, 12 miles. Like just dying and, at the end of it. Yeah. No one's ever, I, no one has really experienced lack of water for an entire day in that kind of heat. It's, it's, it was a life changer. And I almost drowned once, uh, you know, uh, surfing when I was a kid, boogie boarding. And more recently, uh, I was bike riding and, uh, this truck made a right turn really fast. I was just waiting on a corner and he started to roll, he started to roll over me and I hit that truck with my left hand and he stopped only because he hurt my hand. He wouldn't have wow. seen me. Wow, dude. So, you know, that was kind of near death. And St. Asonia originally teased the band, The Project, in 2015 in an online post that said between the members of the band, there were 25 top 10 rock singles, of which 17 went to number one. Original Three Days Grace singer Adam Gontier teamed up with stained lead guitarist Mike Mushak. They created a Canadian supergroup, I guess you could say. Finger Eleven's drummer Rich Bedeau was the original drummer. Now it's Cody Watson, who was the drum tech for Art of Dying. And Cale Gontier, who is Adam's cousin, who you'd know from playing with Art of Dying, well, he's the band's 
bassist. Singer Adam has been on the podcast. We go way back to the beginning of Three Days Grace. He's a great guy. One of the best singers in rock. And he shared this near-death story. I've been uh, in a couple couple really close calls on, on the highway, uh, especially the 401 across uh, from like Kingston to Toronto. But, uh, As you're touring in the wintertime like Canadian bands you know, do? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, this was this was just me in the car, and uh, yeah, you hit the shoulder. With I wasn't looking at, at the road, and I hit the shoulder, and, and I was a young driver, so I kind of uh, I kind of reached the steering wheel back in and just did a full two, you know, spins around in the middle of the highway. And first split second, saw some traffic coming at me, uh, but I ended up facing the other way. So. The Toddcast Podcast is powered by Milano Coffee, bringing you the finest espresso and coffee concepts in the world. Online at milanocoffee.ca.
just darlings of the scene here in Vancouver. Everybody loves Bend Sinister, and their song is called Shannon, if you hadn't picked that up. I missed their show at the Hollywood Theater in Kitsilano earlier in the year, uh, so we asked their singer Dan Moxon to do one of those acoustic interview nights that we're doing at Blue Light Studio in East Vancouver. They're called the Blue Light Sessions. Super cool. They're fun nights. It's usually the last Saturday of the month. We just, in fact, had Cobra Ramon and Sean Varro together this past Saturday. And yes, it was as magical, as good as you're making it out to be in your mind. As we get back to the guests in this Near Death Stories podcast and a handful of our past sporting guests, you'll know MMA fighter Benson Henderson as a lightweight fighter for Bellator MMA. He also fought back in the day for the UFC, currently Bellator's number four lightweight. Have I ever had a near-death experience? Um, that's a good question. I don't know if I've ever got that one before. I think I'll have to say no. I don't, nothing comes to mind when I, as far as having a near-death experience. I'll say one time, my buddy and I were being pretty stupid. My uh, college roommates, uh, Chris Egan and, and Anthony Byers, uh, Jared Owens, we went hiking, we went camping and hiking. We were woke, like, just got ready to college, so we wanted to go have a good time, go do something. So we went camping, completely like, into wilderness camping, so not like, you know, where everybody else is and then, like, they all have the power hookups or not, but we went like, into the wilderness. We had to hike, like, I think four and a half miles even to get to the uh, wilderness area. Like camping. And then we were super unprepared. Yeah. Yeah, like, like actual legitimate camping. <laughs> like, we didn't have enough food to eat. We got super hungry, and we were almost starved and didn't have the right kind of sleeping bag. And the sleeping bags were rated to, like, I don't know, 50 degrees. But it got down to, like, you know, negative 10 degrees where we're at. Like, oh, yeah, we're really dumb. We really need to be smart about when we go camping. So one time we were going camping, and we went on a crazy hike that turned into a mountain climb while we went on that camping trip. And uh, I slid. I ended up sliding down, and I caught myself at the last second, but it was like sheer ledge after I, where I slid, almost fell. It was like I slid and I caught myself, but like maybe two feet, three feet below where I was at was like a sheer drop down to like, you know, I don't know, 40, 50 feet. So yeah. that probably would have, uh, I would have not probably lived that long after falling from that height. Lauren Sesselman is a Canadian Olympic bronze medalist from the 2012 Summer Olympics. She currently plays for the Santa Clarita Blue Heat. And when she was a guest, she shared a near-death story. I have not, but um, I did save my father's life, who was pretty much, he was having a heart attack. Wow. So I think that was kind of, I was helping him, you know, instead of me personally having it. But I had a dream that he was in a bad car accident. And so something was wrong, and I woke up at like 3 a.m., and I found him on the ground having a heart attack. Wow. So that it, was pretty How crazy. old were you when that happened? About that. Um, this a couple of years ago. Holy I can't even remember. Crap. I can't remember the age. But, yeah, it was, uh, it was pretty scary. If you follow football, the CFL specifically, you'll know that BC Lions quarterback Michael Riley retired over the offseason. He ended up playing 11 seasons in total. He was the starting quarterback for the Eskimos when Edmonton won in 2015. He was also named the Grey Cup's most valuable player. He was the CFL's most outstanding player in 2017. Played in the NFL as well for the Steelers, Packers, Rams, the Seahawks. And he has an awesome near-death story. It was so when I was in high school, 
I was out at a friend's house who lived not that far. And this was, so I grew up in Washington, but I graduated from high school in Montana. We moved there midway through my junior year. So I was in Montana. Uh, I think it was my senior year of high school. And uh, I was driving home from a buddy's place. It wasn't super late, but it was like late fall. And, and so it was already dark out, maybe like seven or eight o'clock. But it was just like massive windstorm. Um, like one of those ones where you see like these big trees completely swaying and everything like that. And there's lightning and, and thunder and all this kind of stuff. And, and it wasn't that long of a drive. It was like 10 minute drive to get back to my house. And I'm on two mile drive, which is like very close to where my, my parents' house is. And I'm, I'm within 30 seconds of being home. And as I'm driving down the road, a tree blows over into the middle of the road. I'm going, you know, 40 miles an hour, maybe speed limit, whatever it was but it's got a fork in the, in the trunk and it hits and it hit right as my car drove through it. And my car went through the fork in the tree. And so one second I'm driving the next second, I'm like on an incline sitting there. Um, for some reason, the airbag didn't go off, but, uh, cause I think it just went right through the fork, but the, the trunk came through the windshield and was just inches from my face where I stopped. And so I had glass all over me. I had like leaves and stuff. I mean, I had no idea what, <laughs> what the hell's going on here. I'm like sitting in my car, there's a tree in my car. And so, you know, I took a minute to like compose myself and I was able to open the door still. And I like shimmied out from the car and looked at it. And I was like, this Whoa. is back. I'm in high school. We don't have cell phones yet. Yeah, yeah. I'm right. Like uh, they, they existed, but not in the capacity they do now. So I just like grabbed my keys and I just jogged home. It was like, you know, like a <laughs> two minute jog. So I, I'm, I like run through the backyard and the backslider's locked. And my parents are sitting in the dining room, like talking to each other. I'm like knocking on the door and I got like tree branches. branches. Like, I got some like cuts on my face. I'm like bleeding. And my mom is like, what the hell is going on? What's going on so, here? Like, so I tell them and we get in their car and we, we drive out of the neighborhood and down the street. And when we pulled up to where it was, my mom, like, cause she was like, I was trying to explain it to her. I don't think they really understood what I was saying, but when we got there and like, she saw it, she just like broke down and started like crying. She was like amazed that I wasn't dead. It was the uh, craziest experience that I've had. And it was super weird, but uh yeah. yeah, it was like a cool story the next day of school. I well, of course, you. man, you for the rest of your life. School, you don't really think much of it, but looking back yeah. on it, I'm like, wow, that that was crazy. And NHRA drag racer Tina Stull has been on the podcast, the driver, the owner of Tina Stull Racing, competing in Top Dragster, Comp Eliminator, Short and Long Wheelbase, Super Comp, Quick Rod, and as you might expect, she has her share of near-death stories. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I've had, I, one time I, um, when I was first racing, got down about half track and noticed my one wheel was just shaking really bad in the front and had three bolts come off and it was being held on by one bolt. And I'll tell you, it scares, scares you. I've, I've gotten down about half track, um, just, this is like a year ago and I'm going down fine. All of a sudden my car is sideways. Red truck beer. Nothing delivers like a red truck. Official beer of the Toddcast podcast. This
Uh, there you have it, the lone non-Vancouver band on this week's podcast from Victoria, a crushing band called Poor Sport, and their song is called Tearing at the Seams. Now, if you remember a band we used to play called No Liars, well, Poor Sport came from that band breaking up. I cannot wait to see these guys live. No Liars was wicked live. We had them play for the podcast a couple times. I'm sure you can expect the same thing out of Poor Sport. Coming up shortly, you won't believe this week's Mortgage Minute and the life hack that Dara drops on us. First, though, back to more near-death stories and some past entertainment guests. Uh, You'll know actress Anne Mahoney for a handful of roles. Uh, Most likely, it'll be Olivia on The Walking Dead. She played Beth on Rectify and was Elvis's mom, Gladys, on Sun Records. One of them was a, I had a really, I have asthma and I've had it my whole life and I had a very bad asthma attack um, in 1998 and I was hospitalized and um, they just couldn't get my lungs to clear up and they were about to intubate me and um, I remember very clearly feeling that tug to the other side for sure. So there's that one Um, and there's been three or four different times in my life where I've narrowly missed dying (laughs) so um yeah it's it's a common kind of theme in my life i yeah do you remember a canadian comedian named mike ward uh he was in hot water about a decade back for something he'd said about a disabled singer named jeremy gabriel the early 2000s maybe like 2012 2013 something like that let me jog your memory if you don't remember so mike was ordered to pay forty two thousand bucks 35000 goes to Jeremy, 7000 goes to the mom. Gabriel's parents were actually looking for 80000 bucks in damages. Long story short, as it should have, the Supreme Court of Canada overturned the lower court's decision, essentially saying that what Mike had said didn't lead to the discriminatory treatment of Mr. Gabriel. Talk about what a slippery slope, comedians. Anyway, when Mike was a guest, he shared a scary near-death story. I, I was in a car accident a couple of years ago, but, uh, but I, I knew I was going to survive, but I thought my girlfriend at the time was going to die. Wow. So that, like, it was her near death. Wow. <laughs> yeah, what, so, what happened? Like, why did you think that? Uh, we were driving on, on the highway, and then uh, there was a guy coming in. He was going on, the, you know, in our lane, but in the wrong direction. And then he hit us head on, like, at a hundred, like we were, we were going about a hundred. He was probably going one fifty. Wow! And uh, she hit her head on the steering wheel. It was in the old days. We didn't have airbags. And uh, her, when, like, I kind of passed out for half a second. When I woke up, her her head was on the steering wheel. Her eyes were open, and blood was gushing out of one of her eyes. Wow! So I was like, oh Jesus! Okay, she's dead for sure. And then it took her about like a. Maybe it felt like a couple of minutes. It was probably only a couple of seconds that I, I saw that she was breathing and she was okay. And she ended up like no, no damage at all. I screwed up my shoulders and legs, but she, she's fine. All she has is a, she had a little scar, but on her eyebrow. So you can't even tell because, you know, there's hair on right. top of it. Wow, dude, that's insane. What a crazy story. Yeah. yeah. And the guy who ran into us, he... He didn't get anything because we had a, a really crappy little car, but he had like a, a, a pretty big, it was in the old days when uh, 
um, people had Broncos before OJ ruined Broncos for everyone. <laughs> yes. So he hit us with the Bronco, and we were driving like a little uh, Suzuki Sprint. Oh, my God, dude. Yeah, that's crazy. That's a crazy story. Yeah. And I saw that how close that we came to, like, because I knew she came close to death, but then I thought maybe I did, too, because when I called the insurance company, mm. the, the person who had seen our car was like, okay, you guys are still alive. You should have. You should have died from that. But we were mm. like maybe 20, 21, you know, when you're young, you're, you're tougher. Like now in my forties, if I got into an accident like that, I'd be dead for sure. You, without a doubt, you will know Sanjita Patel for a couple of reasons. She's currently the host of HGTV's Home to Win, and she's an on-air personality for ET Canada. I will not forget. I fly a lot. I travel a lot. And there was one flight to New York, LaGuardia. And uh, I don't know if you've ever flown to LaGuardia. No. Um, it, their runways are pretty short. So it's fairly fast when, when you land. However, this one flight, we were at full speed in an incline to the point that I was sitting with the person next to me and we were holding hands. Wow. Um, it was not a slow decline in the speed. We were going full pace. Uh, I, I'm surprised we landed. We were kicking around when we actually landed. And as we walked out, I saw the flight, uh, the pilot, and the pilot maybe was 18 years old. I don't know what was happening. Um, but at that moment, I was praying to God, and I was trying to get my phone on to say, uh, send a text to my husband. So that was the one time I was like, okay, this is the end. So, um, yeah, I won't forget that. And that was just a year ago. Wow. Yeah. I wonder, I wish I sure sent out a report and found out what happened because that was not normal. And you'll best know actor Vincent Ward from playing Oscar in The Walking Dead. He was also Bo in The Starter Wife, and you've seen him on Everybody Hates Chris, True Blood, Ocean's Eleven. And when Vincent was a guest, we got him to share a near-death story. Two things that was near-death, and it, it reminds me of, of Oscar, really. Hmm. My character from The Walking Dead, I had a scene where... Where Rick was pointing his gun at me, mm-hmm. and I told him, you know, I ain't never pleaded for my life, so you do what you got to do. It was this guy I had went to high school with, and uh, he was younger than me. And, you know, as kids, you know, you call each other names, you crack on each other, just tell jokes on each other and whatnot. And we used to call him a, a broke Puff Daddy because he used to look just like Puff Daddy. <laughs> And when we got out of high school, he became this big-time drug dealer, right? Mm. And one day I saw him walking down. I hadn't seen him in years. And one day I saw him walking down the street. And I picked him up. I said, hey, Nino Brown, what you doing walking? That Nino Brown was from big, he was Wesley Snipes in New Jack City. Okay. And so he gets in the car, and we're talking. And then all of a sudden he said, man, you remember you used to crack on me in school? I was like, yeah, man, everybody used to crack on each other. And he pulled a gun out and put it to my face. And he said, let me see you crack on me now. Wow. And I was like, dude, we were young, man. We were young. You know, everybody was cracking on each other. You know, and for some reason, I wasn't scared, though. You know? expect him to pull the trigger. Whatever's going to happen was going to happen. And then his thing was, I just wanted to let you know who the man is now. And he said, let me out over here. And I let him out. And I remember another time, you ever heard of White Castles? Oh, yeah, yeah. Me and uh, three of my buddies were sitting in White Castles, and these girls had walked past. Nobody had said anything to them. 
They went to the restroom. They came back out. And then one of them was came to our table and was like, which one of y'all called me a bitch? So we're sitting there like, what are you talking about? Nobody even had even said anything to them. And so she's like, all right, I got something for y'all. And she went outside, and she came back in with some guy. And, you know, he's like, which one of y'all call my woman a bitch? And we're like, man, didn't nobody even say anything to them. And then, of course, then the girl was like, the one in the red shirt. And everybody looked at their shirt, and I had to be the one with the red shirt on. Of course. <laughs> of course. Yeah, so this oh, dude, that he had cocked the gun and everything. It was like it was slow motion because wow. everybody in White Castle that was ordering food, that was working, it's like they all just stopped and watched. And he, he basically said, you better get all these people looking or else I'll, I'll kill you right now. Holy he left in, he left out. Shit, dude. I just want a burger. I just wanted some fries. Right. Nobody has said anything to them. <laughs> <laughs> God. So, yeah, that's near death. Nude Vodka Soda powers the Toddcast podcast. Sugar and sweetener free with just 100 calories and zero carbs per serving. Visit them online at nudebeverages.com.
got to be one of the best voices in the biz, one of the hardest working guys I know. The band is Minefield, and the song is Alone Together. And yes, that is Todd Kearns singing. Now, Todd's coming back to Vancouver, if you hadn't heard. He's coming to do another podcast. Well, not just us. He's going to see family and stuff, but he's doing another podcast show. And I think this is like four or five for us now. It seems like every couple of years we do one anyway. And we're absolutely beyond the moon happy about grabbing him to play a Toddcast Blue Light Sessions at Blue Light Studio, East Vancouver. It's on a Thursday this time, Thursday, December 22nd. It's the same drill as always. Now, Todd's going to be banging off a couple 45-minute sets kind of thing. We'll grill him, of course, a bunch of questions. You get to ask questions as well if you're in the audience. So grab a ticket now before they're all gone. There's only 60, 6-0 tickets being sold. Get them through eventbrite.ca. They're 20 bucks. That's B-R-I-T-E dot C-A. 20 bucks or it's 25 bucks if you want to risk it. I wouldn't suggest that. Uh, night of. Should be a fun little night. And before we wrap things up, another citywide mortgage services mortgage minute. Now, why didn't we learn about stuff like this in high school instead of capital cities of Canada? Not that I'm not happy to know you, Regina. What have you got for us this week, Dara? As I touched on last week, uh, we talked a little bit about credit scores and getting ready for applying for a mortgage. 650 is the minimum score you need to get a mortgage with most banks these days. 700 or higher is what you need to ensure you're able to get the best rate. So there are many things you can do to ensure your credit is in great shape, but I'm going to share with you the the most important, the top three. Uh, The number one is make your payments on time. Super obvious, I know but it's important to the algorithm that dictates your credit score. That's one of the most important things. Uh, Number two is don't apply for tons of credit. Six to eight times a year is normal and expected, but anything more than that will make the algorithm think you're a credit seeker and you're applying for credit all over the place. Each credit application from that point on will start to knock your score down big time. So next time you're at Best Buy or the Brick and they offer you 10% off if you open a card, really think twice about that. Is it worth it? And consider, before you do it, how many credit checks you've had lately. And lastly, this is a bit of a lesser known one, but it's so, so important. Keep balances at less than 70% of the credit limit. And what I mean by that, anything like a credit card or a line of credit is what we call in the industry a revolving debt. If you have a revolving debt with a limit of, say, $10,000, you must never let the balance go over $7,000, 70% of that limit. The reason is when your credit is checked, it takes a snapshot of your balances on a certain day. If all your credit cards are maxed, even though you might pay them off in full every month, it tells the algorithm you're overextended and you're possibly living beyond your means. This is so crucial to keeping your credit score high. So those are the top three things people can do to make sure their credit score is healthy. Getting a mortgage should be painless. Talk to my friends at citywidemortgage.ca. They will make it easy and look after you start to finish. As now, we'll put a little bow on this week. We're talking near-death stories. I hope you like this week's podcast. We sure love putting these ones together, combing through, you know, the past guests and episodes and kind of trying to paint that picture along the way, this time being near death. My name is Todd Hancock. Thank you so much for listening. If you like what you heard, as always, please tell your friends. You can subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud for the audio. You can subscribe on YouTube for all of the video content. 
Comment and rate the podcast. It helps out. Search it out through Toddcast Podcast. Of course, a massive thanks to all of our phenomenal sponsors. Without them, we would not be doing this straight up. You can find links to all sponsor websites at toddhancock.ca. Till next week, don't be an asshole. Nobody wants to be around that. Have fun, play hard, and most of all, believe in yourself. You've been listening to the Toddcast Podcast, powered by Citywide Mortgage Services, dedicated to helping you find the best mortgage rates, available seven days a week at citywidemortgage.ca.